Hello and welcome to 7-Minute Explainers, your audio guide to everything you need to know about compelling and complex topics. I'm Lauren Hansen, an editor at The Week, and today I'd like to explain how sugar became public enemy number one. For years, dietitians have warned us to steer clear of fat and cholesterol, the two food evils long believed to be fueling America and the West's epidemics of obesity, diabetes, and heart disease. But a growing number of nutritionists are now pointing the finger at sugar, arguing that our overcompensation of sodas, candies, cookies, and processed foods is the real cause of our health crisis. Some experts now believe that sugar causes a whole host of degenerative ailments, including cancer. What's perhaps worse is that there's now evidence the sugar industry may have downplayed those risks for profit, turning the modern Western diet into the sweetest in human history. The fact is, sugar is everywhere. It's in 80% of the foods found in the supermarket. Even healthy-seeming things are packing it. Whole wheat bread has a teaspoon of sugar per slice. Heinz ketchup has twice as much sugar as Coca-Cola. And Americans are getting their fair share. The World Health Organization recommends just six teaspoons of sugar per day. But the average American adult? Well, they consume 22 teaspoons. And the average child? 32. Added sugars, those not found naturally in fruit and vegetables like table sugar and high fructose corn syrup, well, they began to snowball in the Western diet in the mid-20th century, just as scientists were starting to discover links between sugar and heart disease. The sugar industry decided to push back against this research, adopting the aggressive tactics of big tobacco. Memos uncovered in 2016 revealed that an industry group at the time paid three Harvard nutritionists thousands of dollars to divert the blame. In a 1967 New England Journal of Medicine article, those same nutritionists discounted the evidence against sugar and concluded there was, quote, no doubt the best way to prevent heart disease was to reduce cholesterol and saturated fat. I'm not wearing a stitch of clothing to make a point about real sugar. You see, sugar has nothing to hide. That's because it's all natural. In the 1970s, the sugar industry launched an aggressive advertising campaign to convince Americans that sugar actually helps you lose weight by suppressing the appetite. Ads paid for by Big Sugar trumpeted that confection, quote, keeps your energy up and your appetite down. It even asked, well, if sugar is so fattening, how come so many kids are so thin? And sugar is only 15 calories a teaspoon. All of this helped muddy the scientific waters enough to keep dietary sugar guidelines vague. The American Heart Association approved of added sugar as part of a healthy diet, and millions of Americans embraced low-fat, high-sugar diets. Between 1977 and 2010, consumption of added sugars soared 30%. During that same period, obesity rates more than doubled. Sugar, sweet by nature. Today, sugar is deemed so bad for us, so addictive in fact, that scientists call it America's new favorite drug. One recent study suggests that sugar hijacks the brain by triggering its reward system, pushing the body to ask for more and more. 
Meanwhile, in the body, refined sugar's mix of fructose and glucose carbohydrates is harder to metabolize than the purely glucose-based carbohydrates found in potatoes and other starches. While glucose is converted into energy by every cell in the body, fructose is mainly metabolized in liver cells. When a person consumes too much fructose, the liver becomes overwhelmed and begins converting it into fat, some of which gathers in the liver. An accumulation of fat in the liver can cause insulin resistance, which disrupts the body's ability to maintain stable levels of blood sugar and fat, which can then lead to heart disease and diabetes. Anti-sugar advocates argue that insulin resistance is a primary driver of obesity and can also give rise to dementia and some cancers. But not all nutritionists agree. Some argue that there just hasn't been enough research to conclude a definitive answer. Since studies would need to monitor diets over many years to truly track the causes of diseases, which is basically incredibly difficult and prohibitive. But pretty much all nutritionists agree that our modern supermarket foods contain a concentration of sugar that isn't replicated in nature. So what can people do? Well, individuals can choose to limit their sugar intake, but that requires avoiding nearly all processed foods. Some politicians are actually making the issue a public affair. Some cities like Philadelphia and San Francisco voted to impose a sugar tax on sweetened beverages. But such initiatives called sin taxes aren't popular among conservatives who argue that people should have freedom to do what they want with their bodies. To cut down on sugar, some people have switched to zero-calorie artificial sweeteners, like the saccharin-based Sweet and Low. But little is known about the long-term effects of these chemical substitutes on the body. And because such products can be up to 13,000 times sweeter than sugar, they can trick the body into craving even more calories. So what does the future hold for sugar? Well, Big Sugar could look to the tobacco industry for a glimpse. That industry fell far from its 60s and 70s heyday once the public became aware of smoking's adverse health effects. Now it's sugar's turn to face the facts. And that does it for this episode of 7-Minute Explainers. Look out for new episodes every Thursday on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And as a thank you for listening to this episode, we'd like to offer you four totally free, non-commitment issues of the week magazine. To get those, visit theweek.com slash for free. I'm Lauren Hansen, and thank you so much for listening.